Hey guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. So today we're doing our Halloween horror stories episode, and so we have Ethan joining us from Tennessee, and then we've also got a couple stories where people wrote in, and so we're going to be sharing those. We just have it's not all like horror stories with accidents. We've got some kind of funny, scary things, some customer related issues, and then some incidents as well. So hopefully you can take this, you can laugh at it, you can learn from it, and you just enjoy the episode. So first we're going to have Ethan wants to share a story of something he experienced in the salon, which is um, not so, I don't know, you'll see. (laughs) Ethan? I think you're on mute, Ethan. My mute? Crap. What? Is that better? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, cool. Cool. So, sorry. <laughs> um, one time at the salon, I had this, like, Pomeranian mix on my table. And it was an altered male, so, like, it wasn't fixed. And he was like, he was excitable and everything, which is fine. Like not a big deal. But once I went to stand him up, like I was doing a pre-shave and I went to stand him up. And so I lifted him up from his back end and he just started humping like, and like, like aggressively, like, like compulsively started like going across the table and just humping. And I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe he just needs to get this out of his system. Sometimes it happens. So he he stopped. And as soon as I touched him again, he did it again. And he just kept on. And soon I noticed little wet wet spots on my table where he had also been ejaculating on my table. And it was... It was so difficult because there was so much movement that like when I'm trying, like I was afraid that when I was trying to shave his sanitary, I was going to cut him. I was afraid. Yeah. I was afraid like that. I wasn't going to be able to get like a decent haircut on him. I was, I don't know. It was, I was afraid that it was going to get on me. Uh, Like (laughs) It was the worst. And so I ended up, having to call the pet parent and be like, hey, um, I'm going to continue to try, but there's a good chance we won't be able to finish today because essentially your dog is humping everything. Like, he's just humping the air. And I think the saddest part about it was the dog's face because when he would start, he would just look at me like, why can't I stop this? (laughs) And it it was just so bad. I hated it. It was the worst thing. And I know that, like, the horror stories from other people are, like, you know, crazy incidents or, like, psycho customers or things like that. But this was terrifying. (laughs) Like, it was... I've never experienced a dog like this. I've never had, like, just across-the-table movement the entire time that I was trying to groom him just because I was touching him. It was so weird. And I think that dog came in one more time. He acted exactly the same. And then I haven't seen him in probably eight months now. 
So I don't know if he's gone somewhere else or what, but I did suggest that they get the dog fixed because that might help the problem. So Oh, really? Uh, that does sound terrible. I can't imagine like having to have that conversation with the pet parent. Like, um, well, your dog it's is so too uncomfortable. excited. It was so uncomfortable because I was at so at one point I just gave up and I was like, he's humping. Like he's because <laughs> it's like Well, not how just else humping, do you but give like up? finishing his act. I didn't I didn't say that to them because I didn't know how to say that to them. <laughs> but I did say he was humping. It was so uncomfortable. And they were like, oh, okay. Uh <laughs> like Yeah, what I do don't we think do that's about any this? soft Like what skills do we do about training this? anywhere to go over with a pet parent. Right? Nobody nobody trained me how to tell you tell them that their dog's <laughs> ejaculating onto my table. Like that's not something over that and you over get. and over. Yeah, over and over and over. It did calm down after the bath, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> but after after I would get him out of the kennel, once I had bathed him, he was a little more calm about the situation. But it was, especially that pre-shave was just intense and scary and everything. So, yeah, it was So are you actually not great. able to get around the sanitary? Yeah, I, I got him fully groomed. He I will say he didn't look fantastic. But he he looked good enough to go home. So Oh my gosh, I could that's not what imagine I was that. able to do. Yeah, different kind of scary, but probably like the worst kind. Right? It's like, you can't be mad at the dog. It's not something that he's trying to do. You know, like he wasn't grabbing onto me. He wasn't, I could, you could just tell it wasn't, it, it wasn't on purpose. He wasn't trying to do it. And I felt so bad for him. I was like, oh, buddy, it's okay. He needs a girlfriend. That's Yeah, what he needs. the fact that he was so confused and like scared by it as well. That, yeah, that poor pup. Right? It's awful. So that's my horror story. It was a short one, but it. It, it's definitely I felt a like different my type soul of horror story for sure. was. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not the only one that's ever had to deal with that. <laughs> Like, I hope I'm not. Probably not, but like, hopefully, it's not as common as we like think it might be. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, and then I have one other horror story, which like every groomer has experienced, uh, that comes from my partner who is kind of like training how, how to at least groom our dogs. Um, he had our dog, our doodle tarot up at the, at the salon one day. And uh, before all the groomers come for me for having a doodle and being a groomer, she's a wire coat doodle that doesn't grow very long. So she doesn't have to have haircuts. He's just having fun with her. So anyway, <laughs> he, he was shaving her down to like a three on the body. And, um, you know, he, he went through, he did the body. Everything was looking fantastic. Um. He did her sanitary, he did her paw pads, he did her nails, and, like, this was his first full groom that he was made, he was doing, like, by himself, and it was, it was awesome. He was doing great. And then he went to go do her head, and he started shaving her head, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? He had forgotten to switch the blades back out from where he had done her sanitary, So instead Oh, no. of taking a three on the top of her head, he took a 10 
and he just gouged out a big spot. And then he was like, oh, my God, she looks so ugly now. I can't believe I did this. Uh, I can't believe I wanted to say, like, wanted to be a dog groomer, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen, it's fine. We all do it. Yeah, unfortunately, and, that's something most groomers have done at one point or another. And if they haven't, they're like, oh, I could never do that. Well, just wait. It'll happen at some point. Well, and then, like, I w- and I told him that. And I went over and I asked Mary, our, my coworker. And I was like, Mary, have you ever done this? And she looked dead at me and she goes, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this isn't helping. Don't talk to her. Don't talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> talk to Molly. Talk That's to one of those her. white talk lies. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, right. So, but I mean, like, I've done it. I actually did it last week. <laughs> so okay. that was, that was fun. I was doing a three on the dog and I accidentally took a 10 on its shoulder and blended the crap out of it. So, um... Well, yeah, like that was the first time in years that I've done that. But I was like, look, I pulled a Josh. (laughs) Yeah. And well, what I say is at least it's a 10 and not a 40. I've done it with a 40. So it's not as easy to blend a 40, uh, three inch 40 strip as it is a 10. Right. So no, he, he felt bad. He got it blended out really well. And I mean, Molly saw the dog afterwards and like, yeah, that spot could have looked better, but at the same time, it could have looked a lot worse or it could have been like an actual dangerous situation. So well, the bright side is um, he learned some great techniques on blending. Exactly. <laughs> so there's always the upside. And I mean, it's grown back now. She looks normal. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have a hole in her head anymore. Yeah. I think that's definitely well, something everybody can relate to. And like, again, even if you haven't done it, like you worry about doing it, if you yeah. think you're not going to do it, oh, just wait. One day it'll probably happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so that's my. those are my stories because those are the, those are the, like, those are the things that I worry about doing, like, every day. Yeah. Like, or worry about having to deal with every day because I've had to deal with them now. So, <laughs> like, well, just thanks for joining. Dog coming back in. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Ethan. Bye. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and share um, a couple stories. I've got um, one from Becky in Kentucky, and this has to do with a dog incident. Um, unfortunately, she this was her first time cutting a dog, and it looked really traumatizing. She sent us a picture. We're not going to post it, but so she we all know those like dogs that have that old wrinkly thin skin like especially around like their neck their front legs and just to be a little more sensitive so she's grooming and she's shaving around the neck with a 10 and um you know luckily it was a 10 because there weren't the big gaps but also with a 10 like those kind of dogs you have to be extra careful because they do grab that skin because they're so low and so she was shaving and then a few minutes later she went to kind of follow up and as she lifted the dog's neck, she saw what looked like these two huge gashes. Now, they weren't, uh, you know, actively like gushing blood or even bleeding, but I mean, they look terrible. So you've got this poor little old man Yorkie, this groomer who's never cut a dog and it looks like she sliced it. And then, of course, you know, the dog has to go to the vet and has to get stitches. And it was just a terrible thing. But one reason we chose to include this story is because um, of how it ended, like, Um, And we just kind of want to talk about, you know, how to deal with those kind of situations real quick, because 
when you're in that instance, like you want to be transparent with the pet parent. You want to let them know what happened. You want to let them know how it happened. And you want to take responsibility. Like we all have those clauses that say we're not liable or we're not responsible, something for an agreement. But <clears throat> sorry about that. But you also, you want to take the time to reach out to the pet parent, talk to the pet parent. And you, if it's a genuine mistake on your part, or even if it's an accident, yes, you know, the dog moved. Yes, it has thin skin. But at the end of the day, that groomer still cut the dog. So like her business, they took accountability for that. They took the dog to the vet. They paid for the stitches. They're going to pay for the follow-up visit. And of course, that groom was free. And then when the dog gets the stitches out, they're going to, you know, regroom it for free, obviously. And it's all in how you handle the situation with the pet parent. Like there is very clear communication. They were like, we're sorry, this is what happened. Um, you know, this is what we're going to do. And they kept her up to date on everything. And it actually turned out to be a very positive experience. Like, yes, now everyone she knows will probably know that that business cut her dog, but everyone at that she knows knows that. They were polite, professional. They didn't try to hide it. They took the best care of her dog and that now like she trusts their, you know, them with her dog's life and they have a, a very positive customer who's very appreciative. You know, that's something that a lot of places they'll try to hide or they'll try to say, you know, no, it wasn't our fault or whatever. I mean, and there may be a lot of things that have went into it, but if you're cutting a dog, it is ultimately your responsibility to at least approach the situation at a bare minimum, let the pet parent know, let them know what they can do to follow up. Like these are people's babies and they, they don't want to go home. And then the next day they find out there's an infected. Yeah. And Becky had wrote in what she wrote in is that this was actually a brand new customer to their location because the pet parent was bringing it from another location because the last time she had it groomed, it was cut as well. Uh, but the difference was, is that that salon didn't tell the pet parent that the dog was cut. So the lady wasn't even that upset that the dog had to go to the vet and get stitches. She was just so happy that it, the way it was communicated and handled per what Becky had wrote in. And then follow up. They had a great procedure, like policy, like they followed up the next day. They followed up the day after that. And they're actually taking the dog to get the stitches out. So again, like that's a horror story. Like nobody wants to cut a dog. Nobody wants to cut a dog that has to go to the vet and especially have to get stitches. Like, and so even though like the vet, you know, said it was like a superficial thing, it's like, let's do what's best for the dog. Let's be safe. Like, let's not take any chances. And if that means stitches, and again, like trying to get that across to the pet parent and they did a very good job with this. So like super scary. We don't want anyone to have to cut a dog. You know, we're not going to say everyone cuts a dog. Let's hope everyone doesn't cut a dog, but you learn from that. And then there's a way to handle those scary situations too, and actually turn them into a positive thing. Um, Todd, did you want to share your story? Yeah. So um, going through the scheduling phone, looking at some appointments some texts that came in and boom, there is a, um, Naked lady customer sent a couple full of frontal. <laughs> full frontal uh, nude pictures. And um, she did follow up with saying, oh, I meant to send them to my boyfriend or husband. I can't remember which one was which, but they were uh, very. Um, I think his name also started with an M. So Molly's pampered paws and M. She had saved at her phone. And yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, you know. It was a shareable body, I guess. Or you, if you had that body, you might want to share the pictures. 
but yeah then you go back and say okay you know like we will delete this we won't show anyone but like you know that customer is mortified and honestly did she come back yeah, yeah. okay so <laughs> yeah she luckily she didn't send it to the groomer so she didn't have to see them face to face but just knowing that your groomer every time you message them now like obviously we did delete the picture but i just i can't imagine like Double check your phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, yes. that goes not just. And it wasn't just one picture. She sent like a little. <laughs> yeah, a little photo shoot. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, gosh, yeah, I just can't imagine that. So another one we have is from Kathy in New York. And this is something that, you know, I I haven't done it. I've seen it in person and it is extremely scary. We all know those stressed out breeds, those brachial breeds, you know, the bulgy eye breeds, but like she actually had one whose eye, I mean, it didn't like pop out and dangle, but it like, it popped out. You, it was, you know, leaking blood and it was like in an instant, like she was doing nails, like the dog wasn't even stressed. Um, and it just all of a sudden, you know, you look up and, you know, there hadn't even been a struggle with the front foot. And it was just like everything was good. The dog was already, you know, washed, blow dried and um, just doing the nails. And this eye comes out and, you know, you you sometimes don't notice because there's not it doesn't it wasn't even that big of a difference. Again, we got to see the pictures on this one. And, you know, again, they took it to the vet and the vet tried for like a week or two to save its eye. And unfortunately it had to end up taking the eye and it was a little boy's dog. So needless to say that groomer said she was like terrified and scarred, like any, any breed with any kind of thing. It was like for the next year, you know, if she even thought they were going to get upset, it was just like, can't do it. And, you know, her time slowed down her you know, emotional, like she was just a roller coaster on all of these small breeds and everything. And, you know, she said it also taught her a lot though. You know, it taught her to really pay attention to the stress of the dogs, pay attention to, you know, how they're looped up. So there's not any extra pressure and things like that. So, I mean, a lot of times these scary, horrible situations can actually turn into like a learning positive environment. And they had a good thing. Um, they said, you know, the customer had a little boy, and so um, this one where they called it the pirate dog. Yeah. So the mom was like, well, you know, we've told him he his his dog may, you know, become a little pirate or whatever, because if they have to take his eye. And so what they did is they ended up um, giving getting this little boy a little pirate costume, a little pirate costume for the dog and all kind of little toys and treats, pirate themed. And of course, they went and checked on him, dropped all this off. And then again, like they kept that customer. So. And one thing I'd like to say is important is like, this is where cameras come in. Like, it's not that you have to have a camera to like spy on your employees or things like that, but they it's really to protect the employees in business. Yeah. Because you don't want these, you know, horror stories to happen, but when they do, and you can actually go back and see that, that feedback and whether or not you want to show it. But I mean, like they, of course they did end up, you know, covering all the vet bills and stuff, but if you do have something on camera, you know, it's really easy for a person or a vet or someone who wasn't there to say what happened and take control of the story and say, oh, they abused my dog. They strangled my dog. They this, they that. But when you have a video that shows from the moment that pet walked in to the moment of the incident and there was no stress, no fighting, no wrong actions by your groomer, by yourself, whoever, and you can actually show that and defend yourself. And of course you need to do that professionally, but 
I mean, that's just an added sense of security and like releases you from liability. You know, what, you know, again, whether you choose or not. And, um, but, you know, again, like we have cameras in, in every inch of our salon and it's not because we want to constantly like spy on our team and what are they doing, but it's four things like that come up, you know, whether it's a customer conflict, like argument, you know, she, she said, he said, okay, well, we can pull the camera up and see exactly what happened and what you said. And as soon as you say that, the whole situation usually de-escalates. So again, like it's really bad that this happened, but the groomer learned from it. They actually got a really good reputation for caring for the animals. And the mom even knows, the vet explained, like it's super common in these breeds um, when they get stressed out and things like that. So um you know, I think they actually worked with the pet parent to teach her a little bit of how to groom the dog. And she did that for a year. And now the dog's back and they said the dog's done fine. You know, mom's fine. The groomer is traumatized every time it comes in, but it's all good. Well, we appreciate um, Ethan and Kathy and Becky for sharing their stories with us. And did you have one you wanted to share, Molly? Yeah, I want to share one. It's not like a, it's a customer issue. So like, to me, this is like almost the ultimate horror story. So like we all like, you know, we talk about boundaries are important. And so like we had a customer that kept multiple times, she would cancel same day or like cancel at 11 or 12 o'clock, but she has that eight, nine o'clock first appointment of the day. Like it's pretty much impossible. So like we do have a strict cancellation policy. If we can't fill your spot and you cancel in less than 36 hours, we still charge you. So like we use the card on file and we have them sign that we can do that. So, you know, everything should be good. Um, our reminders, we send out three separate reminders. They all say the same thing. Your day before reminder says it. Um, so again, like this goes back to like courtesy and respect. And so she canceled um, probably because it was she had an outside dog or something. And I think it was supposed to rain. So she just wasn't coming in that day or something. And so her appointment was at like, I think three o'clock. And at this point it's like one thirty or something. So we're like, okay, well, we will have to charge your card on file because this is same day cancellation. Like it's almost your appointment time. Um, we'll try to fill it. But at this point, you know, we may not be able to, if not, we'll have to charge you. And she just, you know, goes off. And so we were like, well, we're not um, comfortable, you know, with that. Like, I'm sorry, that's our policy. You've known it. We've last time, like they even screenshotted her where we told, reminded her we would waive it this one last time. But after that, we were going to charge her. And then she calls up there saying, you know, our groomers are on drugs, our she's not and remind happy. you this is a customer that's been coming for like two years yeah and using the same groomer for like 10 months i think now so like i've never been happy with a cut i've never liked how she's done it and of course and she's also tipped her every time and rescheduled and rebooked same groomer same groomer and then um you know vaping is a thing and so like you see someone like doing that and it's like there's nicotine base and there's drug base i just like to say we do drug tests and we do have a strict drug policy but like all of that is irrelevant for her to throw these accusations out so i'm just like okay so you continue to bring your dog to us for 10 months i was like you're accusing our groomers of being on drugs you're saying you've never been happy but yet we've always had positive feedback from you you've always rescheduled you know you've always said do the same thing like we've done the same cut for 10 months and again like she had been a customer prior, but with a different dog that passed. So this is kind of like a, a new dog, new groomer, new story thing. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm sorry, but like, you're not, we're not gonna, we're gonna have to charge you. 
And so she's like, well, then I'm going to bring my dog in. If I'm going to have to pay for it anyways, you're going to do it. And I was like, well, actually, no, ma'am, we're not. I was like, you just accused our, our team of using drugs. You just said you're not happy with our services, that you're never going to bring your pet back to us. And mind you, this, uh, this, at this point, we were on the phone um, and I was recording it. So and I told her as soon as I answered the phone, I said, I'm recording this conversation um, just so you know. So I have a record of it. And then we went into the conversation. And so it's like, She's like, well, I'm coming up there. And I was like, no, ma'am, you're not. Like, I've texted you. At this point, I had, I was like, you're not to call us again. Like, at this point, you're very threatening and you're, you know, you're very violent. Like, so you're not to call us. You're not to contact us. You're not to step foot on our property or we'll call the authorities um, and have a restraining order placed against you and our entire team. And I mean, it just got so out of hand. Um, again, someone who was habitually doing this. And so I said, I'm also going to text you this. So like in, in our state, you have to tell someone two times. So like I had a, a confirmation, like video recording. And then I had the text message where I told her not to come. And so she's like, well, I'm coming up there. So we said again, like, don't do it. So, but it's like, she was so aggressive and like, you just never know when someone's going to snap. And so we went, you know, we made sure to lock, you know, both the front doors and had the cameras on and things like that. And luckily she did not come up there, but you know, our whole team was kind of just on edge of like, how is she going to react? Is she going to be there? Like, you know, what is she going to do? And, you know, so it's just, there's all kind of horrible situations that you can encounter and it doesn't matter. It may be something that turns out kind of funny, but it's just like, you still have to approach the pet parent. It could actually be like a cut or something, or it could be something that endangers you or the safety of your team. Um, I know, you know, we do, we do have the mobiles and everything and, you know, some of them, you know, it's simple thing. It's like making sure your doors are locked when you're on the inside, because people will come up. Like we've had people open our doors. Like I've had people on me open my door at night, you know, at an apartment, like you can't really see out when it's dark, you, they can see in, but you know, so making sure like those are very horrible, like situations and scary and instantly put you on like guard. So I don't know. So we just wanted to share a couple like horror stories, a couple of terrible things that we've experienced, some others have experienced um, and kind of like how to turn them around and and be positive or how to deal with them. But at the end of the day, like we we've all have horrible things and like horror stories and like just share them and grow from them and, you know, take them for what they're worth. All right. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Happy Halloween. Make sure to uh, follow and subscribe.